Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Alyssa Milano, Alicia Keys, The Spice Girls, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio follow us on twitter at that's entertain one and you can also follow me on twitter at stiletto 14 stiletto like shoe that's s-t-i-l-e-t-t-o and the number 14 you can also follow me on instagram at t jones gibbs that's t-j-o-n-e-s g-i-b-b-s Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a very sunny, beautiful 79 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's listening in the chat room and online. Thank you again for hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. Um, Lots to talk about, as usual. Uh, We just uh, lost one of our Supreme Justices, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who we all know, is she's best known for being the notorious RBG. She passed away last Friday uh, from pancreatic cancer. Uh, right now, uh, she has returned to the Supreme Court for the final time this afternoon under the circumstances. Both she and her legends of uh, legal uh, allies and admirers who uh Hope would never happen, but um, and now Donald Trump is talking about a uh, re- potential replacement for her. Um, you know, after she's after she battled this 
battle with cancer, um, her family and her close friends, more than 100 former law clerks and colleagues in the high court, they gathered today to say that one last goodbye. And her flag-draped casket of the 87-year-old justice was carried up the stairs to the Supreme Court Great Hall just outside the courtroom where the entrance was draped in black, where she served 27 years, and her clerks wearing black masks to guard against the coronavirus, of course. They stood socially distanced and in silence on the courthouse plaza in show of solidarity. Uh, It's autumn here in the United States, and on the East Coast we have such beautiful weather. It's always beautiful uh, the first couple of days of fall. Um, here on the Western Hemisphere, and I mean the Northern Hemisphere, rather. Um, I like fall. I think fall is one of the most beautiful times of the years, especially here in the East Coast, the Northeast, because all the beautiful trees turn bright colors and everything. But um, how are you doing this week? How is everybody doing? Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Alyssa Milano, uh, she found herself in uh, a massive backlash. Uh, Apparently she, uh, you know, she's one of the supporters of uh, defund the police, but actually she had to call to police because of something that didn't look right to her, and now everybody's calling her a hypocrite. Alicia Keys has officially launched a goop-style lifestyle. Remember, um... When the Paltrow had did something like this, started something like this a couple of years ago, and now Alicia Keys uh, is doing this kind of lifestyle brand and and skincare brand as well. So we're going to be talking about that. The Spice Girls are reportedly going to reshoot a video of their debut single "Wannabe" to mark their 25th anniversary. We'll see if it comes to, uh, into full effect. And Andrew Lloyd Webber has uh, reassured fans that he is safe and well after he participated in the COVID-19 trial. And Ronnie Woods from the Rolling Stones, he vows to get clean and give up drugs and booze after realizing his vices was turning him into an unpleasant person. And Time Magazine has finally came out with their 100 most influential people of 2020. I'll tell you who made that list. So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the day. Um, Alyssa Milano, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. We got a lot more to go in this one hour. Uh, Alyssa Milano found herself in a massive backlash yesterday on Tuesday, September 22nd. It was all due to a report stating that the Charm alum who had been supporting the Defund the Police campaign called police on a possible gunman near her home that turned out to be a teenager with an air gun. Now, the Daily Mail reported that seven Ventura County Sheriff vehicles, one canine unit, a police helicopter, and one Los Angeles Fire Department team arrived at her home in Bell Canyon area of Ventura County, California, after the 911 call. However, instead of finding a 40-year-old man with a long rifle like uh, what the initial description stated, the suspect turned out to be a teen shooting at squirrels with an air gun. 
Now, following the report, a lot of people quickly branded Alyssa a hypocrite because she had been very vocal about her defund the police campaign, yet she decided to call the cops on a team. Seeing all the criticism coming her way, Alyssa issued a statement to hit back at the right-wing media and trolls before clarifying what actually happened. Making it clear that she was not the one who made the 911 call, she began to explain what actually happened at the time. She said, quote, on Sunday morning, we were all getting ready to watch the Giants game, and our neighbors spotted a man dressed in all black walking in the woods between their property with a gun. Now, this is a rare sight in her parts, but the neighbor uh, was understandably alarmed, and she called the police. So it was the neighbor that called and put in the 911 call. She then said that the police called her updating the situation, and meanwhile her husband subsequently called 911 to check on what they would arrive when they arrived. Uh, after searching in the woods for some time, the man who fit the description called the police himself and apologized for the commotion he caused. Expressing her gratitude towards the police, Alyssa uh, pointed out that these are exactly the type of situations that police officers are trained for and should be responding to, and we will always support police having the resources they need for appropriate policing action. Unquote. Alicia Keys has officially launched her own Goop Style lifestyle and skincare brand and website. Uh, it's called Keys Soul Care. The fallen hitmaker is teaming up with the firm Elf Beauty to launch the venture, which she teased last month in a video. In addition to publishing editorial articles and a weekly newsletter, as well as setting up an online community, Alicia will also debut a holiday product preview in December 2020 and then a full cruelty-free skin and body care collection early next year. The Key Soul Care content site will feature stories, tips, and inspiration detailing what she dubs the four keys to soul care, body, spirit, mind, and connection, which represent our physical, spiritual, spiritual mental, and social selves. Some of the initial topics covered will include Alicia on what beauty means to her, artist Ming Smith on aligning path and passion, and listening to your own narrative. The first holiday preview range will include a signature sage and oat milk candle and two yet-to-be-revealed skincare products with the website going live next Tuesday. The Spice Girls are reportedly planning to reshoot the video for their debut single, Wannabe, to mark their 25th anniversary. The group was said to be planning to hit the road for a celebratory tour to celebrate the occasion, but the coronavirus pandemic put a stop to that idea. So instead, a source told Britain's The Sun newspaper that Mel B., Emma Button, Jerry Horner, and Mel C. are thinking about filming a new video for Wannabe, which topped the chart upon its release back in 1996. However, Victoria Beckham, who opted out of the Girls UK and Ireland tour last year, is said to be exceedingly unlikely to be involved. Now, taken from the group's first studio album, Spice, Wannabe became the best-selling single by a girl group in the world. While details of the new music video are still scarce, the original one actually almost didn't see the light of day due to Mel B. erect nipples. And despite the controversy, it went on to winning Best Dance Video at the 1997 MTV Video Music Awards and being considered one of the iconic pop music videos. 
taken from the group's first studio album, Spice, Wannabe became the best-selling group by them in the world, as I mentioned before. Also, um, the uh, doctor... um, so, you know, they're, they're thinking about doing this. Now, as far as Victoria Beckham, I don't know if she's going to be part of this. I don't know if she, because she has not been a part of the group for a while. I mean, it would be nice, you know, see her for fans' sake, you know, despite any things that's going on in the band or personal differences, she should do it because, you know, it's it's what put them on the bat mat. We wouldn't even know all the Spice Girl, even including Victoria, if it wasn't for that hit. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber has reassured fans that he's safe and well after the COVID-19 trial he is participating in was paused. The theater impresario signed up for the study conducted by the England University of Oxford and the AstraZeneca UK last month, which was paused after a British participant was hospitalized early in September before resuming a few days later. Now, chatting to Pierre Morgan and Susanna Reid, the host of UK TV show Good Morning Britain yesterday, uh, Andrew revealed that he had no ill effects from the vaccine and that those involved were keeping a close eye on his health. Now, Andrew was motivated to get involved because he is determined to get audiences back into the theaters by helping find a vaccine for the coronavirus. He has also been trailing safety measures at his London Palladium venue. And Ronnie Woods uh, vowed to get clean and give up drugs and booze after realizing his vices were turning him into an unpleasant, sour person. The Rolling Stones star gets candid about his addiction and sobriety in a new documentary called Somebody Up There Likes Me, which chronicles the guitarist's amazing life and career and reveals one last bender made him realize it was time to quit and get help. And this is what he says in the film. He said, quote, nothing was working. The Coke wasn't working. The drinks wasn't working. I tried one more to see if I could cut through it, and I turned it into a sour person. I thought, this is not me. Took the brave move again, but this time for myself to try and abstain and clean up my act, unquote. The Mike Fijis director documentary is now available digitally in many territories, and Woods revealed that the title came from the phrase he used after cancer surgery added years to his life. Right now we have uh, 14 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Give, where every week between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will give you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number 1. Like us on Facebook. We have a fan page. Go to www.facebook.com slash Radio. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, that's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. Uh, Time Magazine has announced its selection for the 100 Most Influential People of 2020. 
solidifying this year as a roller coaster one for Megan Thee Stallion. The Raptress is named among the pioneers who made it onto the list, joining NBA star Jonas uh, Antetokounmpo's and astronaut Christina Koch and Jessica Meir. Uh, in a short article written by Taraji P. Henson about Megan Thee Stallion, the, Emperor, uh, the Empire actress praised the savage hitmaker for her strength through vulnerability, as she noted that the 25-year-old hip-hop star lo- lost much of her family, her mother, her father, her grandmother. She also briefly mentioned uh, the Tory Lane shooting incident last July, the left stallion injured in both feet. Now, gushing about Stallion uh, music, uh, musicality, uh, Henson wrote, quote, that she rolled the beat like she never heard anybody ride the beat in a long time, and she is a hip-hop head. She also added, quote, there was something about this woman, once you discover her, you become a fan, unquote. Selena Gomez, meanwhile, joined the list of artists among the Time 100 list, which will also include her ex-boyfriend, The Weeknd, Michael B. Jordan, Jay Balvin, JoJo Siwa, Hosley, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Jennifer Hudson, Yo-Yo Ma, and Oscar-winning South Korean director Bong Joon-ho. And uh, why Gomez deserved the title? Well, her friends and fellow actress America Ferreira said that in addition to her passion in music, the former Disney darling has used her platform for greater causes. She launched her own beauty line, which she uh, pledged to raise $100 million over 10 years for mental health services in undeserved communities. She used her enormous social media platform to encourage voting and to support Black Lives Matter. And she also been an outspoken advocate for immigrants' rights in America. And Union uh, is in the list of titans alongside her husband, Dwayne Wade. We're talking about Gabrielle Union. Tyler Perry, Lewis Hamilton, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Greg Berlanti, among others. The pairs are celebrated for their dedication to exclusivity as they, among, put the highlight on the most marginal among us, including black women and girls and queers and trans folks. And this is according to the Me Too activist, Tarana Burke. Also, uh, on that list was uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. He joined the ranks of leaders alongside Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden as his running mate, uh, Kamala Harris, Angela Merkel, and Nancy Pelosi. Uh, interesting, the category also includes Biden and Pelosi's political adver- adversaries and current President Donald Trump. The icon category include Billy Porter, Naomi Osaka, Angela Davis, as well as Black Lives Matter founder Alicia Garza, Patrice uh, Colors, and Opal Tumeti. Congratulations to all those people that made the Times 100 uh, list. And uh, Liz Tyler, uh, unfortunately, she won't return for the second season of the hit drama 911 Lone Star due to COVID-related travel concerns. The actress portrays a paramedic emergency medical services captain opposite a Rob Lowe on the TV series, which debuted early this year, and she was planned to reprise the character for a second season, but she had to opt out 
not because she didn't want to risk her health and travel from London, where she lives with her family, to Los Angeles and back to film the show. Now, TV bosses tell Deadline her role will not be recast in the hope that Liz's character will return in the future. The news come days after it was announced that Gina Torres has joined the show as the paramedic captain. The uncertainty uh, surrounding travel amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic has reportedly made it difficult for Tyler to continue working on the 911 spinoff. She lives in London with her parent, uh, no, sorry, with her partner and children, including a five-year-old and a four-year-old. Now, in the last season, her kids joined her in L.A. during vacation, and she went back and forth at the other times so that she wasn't being away from her children for long. Prison Break star Dominique Purcell has confirmed a sixth season of the hit drama is in the works. The actor teased the news in an Instagram post uh, alluding to more episodes of the show, which last aired in 2017. Now, Purcell revealed last month that producers were eyeing a possible return uh, to production for October, Uh, he said, uh, quote, I get smashed when it's Prison Break six happening. What I can promise is that we are all in agreement that if the story is worthy, it will get made, unquote. Bosses at Fox have yet to confirm the news. Meanwhile, Fox Entertainment CEO Charlie Collier said last year that there wasn't plans uh, for a continuation of the series, which also starred Wentworth Miller and Sarah Wayne Callies. But if the creators come with a story that they think is the right time to tell, they are so ready to listen because those are some franchises of which he's so proud and feels so fortunate that they're in their stable. The hit series, which centered around Michael Scofield, played by Miller, and his brother Lincoln Burroughs, played by Purcell, originally ran for four seasons from 2005 to 2009. It later returned for a fifth season in 2017. And uh, Chase Crawford, from uh, you know from Gossip Girl, he politely turned down an offer to become a Chippendale dancer after being approached with the opportunity while working out. The 35-year-old Gossip Girl actor shared the story during his appearance on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon on Monday, September 21st, while promoting the second season of his Amazon Prime video series, The Boys. Now, according to Chase, the guy was the type of man that would wear cologne and tight clothes to the gym, and though he was a trainer, it soon transpired that he didn't want to train with the actor. And uh, he told Jimmy that uh, the man came up to him one day. Uh, He said that uh, he asked him if he was a model type, and a model, actually, and he he said that, um, that he wanted to work out alone, that he wasn't the conversation type. And uh, Chase said that... uh, that he was teasing, he was very nice to him, and he asked him for some headshots, and does he usually, you know, come here to the gym, but didn't have that, uh, he said that uh, that he told him would he like to try out to be a Chippendales model. But uh, Chase Crawford nicely declined. Uh, he politely turned down the offer, meaning that he, he was glad that his plan B worked out so well. In other words, you know, 
because he was so busy doing his show that uh, he probably wouldn't have time for it. But a part of me is saying maybe he should have took it because, you know, Chase Crawford, why not? He got the body, he got the looks, he got the face. He would be perfect. But I guess, you know, it just wasn't the right time. And Janelle Monet has addressed the significance of her new movie, Antebellum, which details the century-long war against racism. Now, the film, which tells the story of a successful author, Veronica Henry, who finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality that forces her to confront the past, present, and future, and was released on video on demand last week. Now, taken to Twitter to celebrate the release, the dirty computer hitmaker penned that Antebellum is out. And this is what she said on her social media. She said, shining light on what it's like to be a black woman living in America, past and present, carrying the burden of dismantling white supremacy and systemic racism was my North Star. We are in a century-long war with the same demons. The past is not dead. She also concluded, you are owned so much. You deserve more. You deserve peace. We deserve freedom. Sending radical love and radical self-care to you, the fight must continue, unquote. Antebellum is written and directed by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz, marketing their feature directorial debut. Right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Coming up, uh, Gary Oldman, uh, his manager and the executives at NBC Universal are being sued by a writer who claimed that they ripped this man off for his script for the 2017 film Darkest Hour. I'll tell you more about that. And uh, Michael John White is throwing some shade at Jamie Foxx ahead of the portrayal of the Michael, I'm sorry, the Mike Tyson upcoming biopic. I'll tell you what he said and why he's throwing shade. Uh, Tom Hardy's name has once again surfaced and talked about who's going to be the next James Bond. And actor James Kay has opened up on why holiday favorite movies like Elf never received a sequel. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Yeah. 
Right now we got 29 minutes left remaining in the show That was new music from Sam Smith called Diamonds Before we went to the music break I was telling you about uh, Gary Oldman uh, his manager and the executives at NBC Universal has been sued by a writer who claimed they ripped off his script for the 2017 film Darkest Hour. Now, Omen won a Best Actor Oscar for his portrayal of Britain's wartime leader, Winston Churchill, in the film, and now he has been named among the defendants in a suit filed by a History Channel writer known as Mr. Kaplan, who claimed parts of Anthony McCartan's script are very similar to his own. 
In a legal papers obtained by deadline on Monday, September 21st, the plaintiff lawyer claimed that their client spent years developing, writing, and refining his script for Churchill. The lawyer is also chasing an injunction on the film and seeking a wide range of damages, including all the money the defendant made from the movie, insisting they had access to three Churchill scripts prepared by Mr. Kaplan dating from May 2013 to December 2014. The lawyers have also listed the alleged instances of similarities between the script for Darkest Hour and Churchill. Michael Ja White has thrown a subtle shade at Jamie Foxx ahead of the latter portrayal of Mike Tyson in an upcoming biopic. Having played a former boxing champion in 1995 HBO movie Tyson, the 52-year-old actor has weighed in on the forthcoming movie starring Foxx as the retired athlete. Now, speaking to Vlad TV, the Spawn star cast his doubt that the Django Unchained actor could be able to pull off portraying the former world heavyweight champion. His reservation mostly came from Fox's physical transformation, which he deems not up to standards to channel the former heavyweight boxer. When Vlad mentioned that Fox had bulked up for the role, White insinuated that the pictures of the Amazing Spider-Man 2 star, which had been circulating online, cannot be trusted. White went on noting that bulking up to gain muscle like Tyson in such a short time can pose to be a serious health issue. While he was able to do it for the TV movie, he was unsure if Fox could handle the physical demands. The still-untitled Mike Tyson biopic has been in development since 2014. Earlier this year, Fox confirmed that the project is finally happening, with him teasing his transformation for the role during Mark Birnbaum's Instagram Live series, Catching Up with Mark Birnbaum, in June. Tom Hardy's name has once again surfaced in the talks about who is going to be the next James Bond. Over the weekend, reports emerged that the 43-year-old Brit has been set to replace Daniel Craig in the upcoming 007 movie. And according to the Vulcan reporter, the plan was for the Venom star to be announced as the new Bond in November in line with the release of No Time to Die. However, with the ongoing coronavirus pandemic that has affected people's response to theater theatrical releases, it's likely that the announcement is pushed back to early 2021 if No Time to Die is delayed again. Though Hardy has long been linked to rumors of possible Craig replacement, the latest casting speculation doesn't seem to have a strong base, so it should be taken with a grain of salt. Nevertheless, the Bane in The Dark Knight Rises has several times spoken about the possibility of him becoming the next M16 agent. Actor James Cain has opened up on why holiday favorite movies, Elf, never received a sequel. The flick centered on Will Ferrell's character, Buddy, who was raped by elves and is shocked to find out that he's actually a human who stowed away in Santa's sack. He goes in search of his real father in New York City, hoping to start a relationship with him and make him believe in the magic of Christmas again. Since its 2003 release, the film has been hailed as a Christmas classic by fans and Kane, who appeared as Walter Hobbs, a children's book publisher, and Buddy's biological father in the flick, reflecting on his legacy during a chat with Cleveland 92.3, the fans' Bull and Fox show. Now, according to the star, there were plans to do a sequel, he thought. However, it didn't come to surface because the director and Will didn't get along very well. Now, Elf 
also stars Zoe Deschanel, uh, Mary Steinbergen, Ed Ashner, and Bob Newhart. Directed by John Farrow, the holiday movie grossed $220 million worldwide against a $33 million budget and inspired a Broadway musical. Farrow had made public his desire to do a sequel, but Farrell squashed it every time. And Sharon Osbourne was forced to sit out a planned studio return to her TV show, The Talk, on Monday, September 21st, because she is in quarantine. Ozzy Osbourne's wife and manager was a no-show on set and had to link up with her co-host, virtually explained that her granddaughter has tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, She said that her father doesn't have it, her mother doesn't have it, and her sister doesn't. That's what Sharon said, but the 67-year-old TV personality who who, uh, also assured that she didn't catch the virus, uh, saying that she didn't have it. So Sharon went on to confirm that it was her son, Jack Osborne's daughter, Minnie, who had contracted the virus, adding no one else in the family has it. She got it from somebody who worked uh, worked for her son. And it just goes to show you that she's three years of age. That goes to show you that children can get COVID. So despite what Trump keeps saying, you know, he keeps flip-flopping himself going back to, back and forth, young children, teenagers can get this virus. So that's why it's imperative that you got to treat it, you have to walk around like everybody has it, and you got to make sure you have your bath and you, you social distance yourself because anybody can get it. I mean, look at the the Rock said this his whole family got it because somebody came to the house that was asymptomatic. You don't know who's people who are walking around who's asymptomatic don't have symptoms, and they can spread the virus. Three year old, three years old, she has COVID nineteen. Um. TV Supergirl will be hanging up her capes uh, after the upcoming sixth and final season. Show producers are hoping to start work on the final season, starring Melissa uh, Benos as the superhero in Vancouver, Canada, next week. Uh, you know, she is pregnant, and she she will join the shoot later this year, and she has confirmed the news on social media, insisting she'll forever be grateful for her role. Uh, Supergirl premiered in 2015. It would become the second Arrowverse series to bid farewell after Arrow, fronted by Stephen Amell, aired their finale in January. However, the TV franchise still lived on with The Flash, led by Grant Gustin, DC Legend of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, and Batwoman, who recently changed the lead cast from Ruby Rose to uh, Javisha Leslie. And on top of that, Superman is going to be brought back to the silver screen with an upcoming project called Superman and Lois. Tyler Hoechlin and Elizabeth Toluk uh, have been enlisted as the uh, Tyler couple. And the West Wing cast members have reunited to film a special charity episode in support of Michelle Obama's voter registration initiative ahead of the November general election. The beloved political TV drama starring Martin Sheen as American President Josiah Bartlett, uh, Allison Janey, Rob Lowe, Bradley Whitford, and Richard Schiff debuted in America exactly 21 years ago, and on Monday... The uh, the actors teamed up with show creator Aaron Sorkin and executive producer director Thomas Shalmey, 
uh, before stepping onto a Los Angeles soundstage to film a new version of the 2002 episode from the show's third season titled Heartfield Landing. Now, Dulé Hill and Janelle Maloney were also among the stars, also returned for the shoe, which will be broadcast next month in October, while Sterling K. Brown was spotted among the cast. Back in 2017, Sorkin told The Hollywood Reporter he saw Brown as the president in a future reboot of the show. A West Wing special to benefit when we all vote featuring the former First Lady, President Bill Clinton, and Lynn manuel Miranda will debut on October 15th on HBO Max. Emmy-winning composer W.G. Snuffy Walden will perform the West Wing score on guitar, and folk rock band the Avid Brothers will close out the special. The reunion special is filmed in partnership with When We All Vote, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization co-chaired by Mrs. Obama. The organization was founded to increase participation in Americans' election. Warner Media will make a donation to the organization. And Jesse J looks to set up to uh, open up on her relationship with Magic Mike Hong Chan and Tatum on her new album. In lyrics to a new track titled Simply Be In Love, which the star previewed during an Instagram Live broadcast, the singer appeared reflects on her on-off relationship with the actor, whom she started dating in 2018 after Shannon split from his wife, Jenna Duan. Now, on the track, Jesse suggests that the reason for their frequent split has been because they race into their relationship too quickly. While release date for Jessie's new uh, record has yet to be confirmed, it will be her first since her 2018 holiday album, This Christmas Day. Kanye West has given future music moguls a template for how to manage contracts with their biggest artists amid a freedom bid against executives at Sony and Universal. The rapper is attempting to buy back his masters as part of a plan to shut down his restricted contract, which he shared with followers on social media last week while insisting that he was coming up with a plan to help Jay-Z and Taylor Swift attain their back catalogs. And he shared his new vision for what record uh, deals should look like on Sunday, urging music industry bosses to adapt to the guidelines, to his guidelines, so he and his peers can enjoy a fairer share in the albums and singles they record. Now, um, he wrote on Twitter, Kanye wrote on Twitter, he said, quote, it sounds basic and logical, but it does not exist. They, the executives, focus on top earners, and Zero looks at the 440 stores. Only the top few artists are global. That's why their contract territory says global, unquote. Now, the rapper's manifesto urges music moguls to allow artists to automatically own the copyrights to the songs they record for a label that lease tracks to companies for a year, maximum. He also suggests that record label bosses and publishers should get a lesser share of any profit during the year, and he calls on label lawyers to make their contracts simpler and banish legal jargon. Kanye also feels artists should be allowed to manage their own back catalogs, adding, you should need no one else to understand the business you're in, unquote. Now, that's what I like to hear about Kanye. That's, this is what I like to hear about Kanye helping people, being sane, knowing what to do, give them a, a guide on how to avoid this in the future. That's what I love to hear from Kanye, not the craziness, not the off-the-wall stuff, stuff like this. 
not running for the presidency, stuff like this that makes Kanye into a much better person and to also to help his fellow uh, colleagues that's in this music industry game. Uh, right now we got 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. I need you to listen to me, please believe me, lonely, please don't judge me when your tears are falling, catch them as they fall
left, that was new music from Lady Gaga and 1,000 Doves. Right now we have about 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Justin Bieber, he thrilled a group of unsuspected fans last Friday afternoon as they were recording a cover of his new single, Holy. Hours after dropping the track, the 26-year-old musician was out and about in Los Angeles when he stumbled upon the group and watched from a distance, leaning on a lamppost as they performed. Now, according to multiple reports, the encounter was unplanned, and the performers didn't recognize the star until he waved at them once they finished up the filming. Despite being unaware of the singer, editors at Mail Online claimed that the meeting appeared to be filmed for a project Justin is working on. After the performance, the Canadian-born singer greeted the large group and posed for pictures. Despite local regulation limiting the gathering of large groups over 10 people, more than a dozen fans were present and posed in a tight group with the singer without face coverings. Holy featured Chance the Rapper is the star's first new material since his 2019 album Changes and comes days after Justin celebrated his second wedding anniversary with his wife, model wife, Haley. The single is expected to be featured in Bieber's next studio installment, which hasn't got an official title or release date. The music video saw the singer get cozy with Ryan Destiny. It also featured Wilmer Valderrama. The 72nd Primetime Emmy Awards continue to give out the awards for the winners on Sunday, September 20th. That night we saw RuPaul being surprised as he showed RuPaul Dragway was honored with the award for the Outstanding Competition Program. Meanwhile, this year's Governor Award went to Tyler Perry and the Perry Foundation. The award recognized Perry's unparalleled contribution to shaping television and he sustained commitment to humanitarian efforts. And uh, he also congratulated the Television Academy uh, as he wrote this officially on his Twitter account. And joined the list of honorees as the biggest night in TV industry was Jeremy Strong and Zendaya Coleman. Strong collected the award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for his stunning portrayal of Kendall Roy on HBO's Secession. As for Coleman, she won her first Emmy as she was named as Best Actress in a Drama Series for her role as Rue Bennett on fan-favorite HBO drama Euphora. That made the Spider-Man Far From Home star the youngest actress to ever win for lead actress in a drama series. And more winners at the 2020 Emmy Awards were revealed. That night we saw the award for Outstanding Variety Talk Series go to Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, uh, Beating Out Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Full Frontal with Samantha B, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Regina King, meanwhile, was presented with one of the biggest awards that night. The actress earned a trophy for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series for movies for her role as Angela Abar, Sister Night on Watchmen. And for the big night, the actress opted to honor Brianna Taylor as she wore a T-shirt with her face and name on it. The award wasn't the only accolade that Watchmen earned as it won outstanding writing for a limited series, movie, or dramatic special for Damon Lettelhoff and Cord Jefferson. 
And now for and as for outstanding lead actor in a limited series or movie, the award went to Mark Ruffalo for his dual portrayal of twin brothers, one of whom has schizophrenia on HBO's I Know This Much Is True. The award marked the Avenger Endgame actor's first acting Emmy Award. The fifty two year old accepted while sitting on a couch in a remote room in upstate New York, urging Americans to make use of their vote to heal and honor and to take care of each other and uh, for their most vulnerable people. And joining the list of the winners were Maria Schrader, who uh, took home for the award for Outstanding Directing for Limited Series, Movie, or Dramatic Special for Unorthodox. And as for Outstanding Support Actress in a Limited Series or Movie, the award was presented to Mrs. America star Uzo Abdullah, thanks, for her, uh, thanks to her stunning portrayal of Shirley Chisholm. And um, also, uh, the oh, uh, not only did uh, RuPaul beat the uh, beat his fellow nominees Nicole Byer for Nail It, Amy Poehler, and Nick Offerman for Making It, the cast of Shark Tank, and the cast of Queer Eye for the prize. Uh, also, the finale of the Creative Arts Emmy Award on Saturday was a name of first as Eddie Murphy runs. Cephas Jones and Michael Jordan took home their first trophies each. Murphy was feted for his hosting gigs on Saturday Night Live, Jordan for his sports docuseries The Last Dance, and Jones for This Is Us. Ellen DeGeneres addressed the workplace misconduct allegations against her and her team in a monologue that opened season 18 of her TV chat show. The Ellen DeGeneres show host had been at the center of a scandal after BuzzFeed News published a report in July which details Stafford negative experiences on the Ellen set, including claims of being penalized for taking medical leave, instances of racial microaggressions, and fears of retribution for raising complaints. After previously revealing she could talk about it on her show, Ellen addressed the claim she presided over a toxic workplace culture in the premiere episode of the latest series on Monday, September 21st. And Post Malone, he leads the nominees for the 2020 Billboard Music Award with six nominate, 16 nominations, while Billie Eilish garnered a respectable 13 following a stellar debut album. The congratulation hitmaker had picked up nomination in a number of categories, including top artists, top male artists, and top Billboard 200 artists. He also earned two noms in the top rap song category. Other multiple nominees include Lil Nas X with 13, Billie Eilish and uh, uh, Khalid with the 12 apiece, Lizzo with 11, and Kanye West with 9, including 4 in the gospel song category. Now, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, and Eilish are first-time nominees along with Harry Styles and the Jonas Brothers. Post also could break Drake's record for the for the artist with the most wins in a single night if he takes home more than 13 awards. Elsewhere among the nomination top male artists see Post compete against Ed Sheeran, The Baby, uh, Khalid, and Lil Nas X with top new artist nominees, also including The Baby, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, and Roddy Rich. 
Five singles that reached the top of the Billboard Hot 100 are vying for top Hot 100 song. They are Eilish Bad Guy, Louis Capaldi, Someone You Love, Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus and Old Town Road, Lizzo Truth Hurts, and Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello for Senorita. Meanwhile, alongside Malone's Hollywood Bleeding, the other top Billboard 200 album nominees are Thank You Next by Ariana Grande, uh, Khalid's uh, Free Spirit, Eilish When We All Fall Asleep, When Do We Go, Where Do We Go, and Taylor Swift Lover. Originally slated for April 29, 2020, the awards were postponed because of the coronavirus pandemic. It's not clear how the 2020 ceremony set for October 14 will work, but Kelly Clarkson will continue her hosting duties for the third year in a row. Bruce Springsteen, uh, he recorded tracks for his new album, Letter to You, on a guitar gifted by uh, gifted for him by a fan. The Born in the USA rocker recently revealed he knocked out the whole album with the E Street Band in just five days. And now he's revealing a little more about the session, explaining that his guitar of choice was one given to him after a Springsteen on Broadway performance. Now, Bruce tells Rolling Stone he picked it up weeks later as he found a moment of inspiration after visiting old friends and former the Castile bandmate George Cease, who was battling lung cancer in North Carolina. Now, Springsteen tells the publication he recorded the song into his iPhone and demoed the tracks with the E Street Band when he had an album worth. Letter to You will be released on October 23rd. Bad Bunny stopped traffic on Sunday night, September 20th, as he performed his first-ever virtual concert on a bus moving through New York City. The Puerto Rican star gig, which aired on the Euphoria music app and his YouTube channel, was his first of 2020 and ushered in a new era of performing during the COVID-19 pandemic. The concert kicked off at Yankee Stadium and then took in sites such as the Bronx and Washington Heights with Bad Bunny commenting that New York is the city where he performed most during his career. Doja Cat has revealed she teamed up with Ariana Grande on a new song, but a collaboration between the pair and Nicki Minaj isn't in the pipeline. The 24-year-old singer took to her Twitter page to respond to the long-running rumors that she, Ariana, and Nicki have joined forces for a new tune. And while she set the record straight about the collaboration, or lack thereof, the Say So star delighted fans when she admitted that a duet with Ariana has already been recorded. And this is what she said. She said, quote, I, want, I just want you guys to know the DNA, Doja, Nikki, and Ariana collab is completely a fan-made rumor, and there wasn't any plans for it to happen, but it sounds like a great idea, and I'd love to do it. This is what she wrote on Sunday, September 20th. She also said, quote, just wanted to debunk it all, you, all for you guys because I see you all in the comments section bugging out about it, unquote. Now, her tweets comes after Ariana revealed back in May during an interview with Zane Lowe that she had teamed up with Doja on a new tune. Right now, we got one minute left remaining in the show. Uh, That's going to do it for me for today. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe. Make sure you mask up. Make sure you also like us on Facebook, 
Twitter, follow us on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, and follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs, on Twitter at Stiletto14, and on Twitter, that's Entertain One, and also check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment.radio. Have a great week, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>